Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. Well, welcome to this episode of the Discover You podcast. And man, last week was just phenomenal. I'm so excited you guys have got to hear the interview with my mother because she is just the, she oozes serving. She is the epitome of a servant. So we're going to wrap up this week with the second part. We'll come into the middle of the conversation. But just to let you know, we're going to be doing more interviews, more of this kind of thing. So keep your eye out. Listen with me. As we uh, hear more of what my mom has to say and how she lives out the whole serving motivational gift. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to go to discoveryou-book.com. Don't forget to rate and review all these things. Share this with your friends. Share this on your social media. There's a share button on the podcast player. Please share it and let people know what they're missing out on. So let's get into the interview now. And uh, But I'm learning that that's what other people get paid for, but I'm still careful at how I leave things and think of others, and that's part of serving as well, constantly being aware of other people, and uh, not to the point that you uh, don't ever think of yourself or do anything for yourself. It'll just come naturally if you just uh, relax and just do your gift. That's all is required is just do your gift. Now, uh, I know several people, I'm thinking, why don't they see this? Why don't they see that? Because there's not, their gift is not uh, serving. And I had to understand that, uh, you know, after a while I just fuss and fuss. Why don't people see this? Why don't people do this? And I had to realize, and people, my kids or my husband would say, that's not their gift. And I'd say, okay, okay. So, you know, it's all along in everything you do in life. You're If you're a servant at heart, you're a servant. Uh, and behind the scenes is the best way to be that. You may not get uh, all kinds of glory for it. Your name may be never mentioned, but it doesn't matter. A true servant is so happy when an event is over and everything took place and you didn't even have to get out front. You didn't have to do it. It made everybody else's position look good because that's what they're called to do and you're called to be a servant. My number four is serving on my when I took the assessment, servings number four. And so I've inherited a lot of this from her in the fact that like when we're in motels or when we're at a restaurant, my brother's the same way. We will, if we're at a restaurant, we'll start stacking plates when we're done because we want to make it easier for the, for the, the server or the bus person to actually make their job easier. We are always aware of other people's that are doing jobs, fulfilling roles, we're aware of what they have to do because we've done it before. And so we try to make their job easier. And that's, again, that's another mark of a servant is somebody with the gift of serving. They just, they'd rather do. Uh, In fact, she made the comment just today, I believe it was. She said, I just 
sometimes I just can't sit still. She's kind of experiencing a little bit of later in life stuff going on now because, you know, she's, what, you're 70, 74 now. And of course, she'll wear some, a 25 year old out. So that's, don't, don't think she's decrepit. No, she is, she is active. In fact, let's talk about that a little bit. Your whole life, I mean, because you got married when you were 17? Barely 17. She was barely, just turned 17 in November, and y'all got married in January. No, we married, I turned 17 the 10th, we married the 18th. Oh, that's right. You you turned the 10th, and they got married on the November the 18th, and so she was just 17. And so I pretty much say all her life because she spent 50 years with my dad before he passed away. They were married for 50 years, over 50 years before he passed away. They, they had their 50th anniversary in November. He passed away in July. So that was kind of your struggle when when dad passed away was your life was all wrapped up in facilitating his ministry and taking care of him. So you had to kind of reinvent yourself. And you struggled with that for a while. I mean, if you don't mind, would you kind of talk about because there are some people that things change in their life and especially people with a serving gift because they're doers they have to do uh i talk about in the book uh one of the friends of a friend of ours that she it just drives her crazy if she don't have something to do so she was in between churches and uh you know most of you realize i'm from a church background i'm a church boy so that's why we talk about church so much but she was in between churches and so it was she was almost going into depression because she didn't have a place to serve when dad passed away, your life was kind of revolved around your role was facilitating his ministry at home and at church and doing all that stuff. Kind of talk about that transition from after he passed to finding finding things for yourself, what you can do. I mean, I know it's still not, you had totally hadn't found everything, but just kind of what you decided to do. Well, it comes a little, as you go through life, so many things happen that change. Say, for instance, when I had the three kids and when they all grew up and uh, graduated from high school and, and uh, went on to college to do whatever, and I thought, now what do I do? Because all I'd done up to then was be a wife and, and mother to these kids. And, you know, it takes 24 hours a day to be a mother to three teenagers especially. But then I thought, what do I do? And my daughter said, well, Mom, go to school. And I thought, oh, I'm just not really a student. So I did get my GED. And uh, and then after that, you know, I uh, poured my life into my husband and my, the church and whatever and was still busy. Well, then when the time came that he got ill and he passed away, and then again I had to say, now who am I and what am I going to do? It was very hard because um, I'd always just, done after being married 50 years um it was hard because he'd always been up front and i'd been behind and i didn't want to be out front uh but i needed something to do and so i i really had a real struggle with it and still do at times uh things come along and i think okay now what am i going to do you know but i had to think about this that i still needed to be whatever I was supposed to be. And so I began to think about that. And of course, I have great kids and they begin to encourage me, Mom, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and, uh, and I don't mind getting, uh, my kids in, input into my life. I depend on that. And that means a lot for my kids to have input into my life and where I'm going and what I'm doing. But I begin to think, you know, I'm still young, even though I was, it was six years ago when he passed away. Uh, even though I'm up in years, though, I thought I still have something to do. I mean, 
I wasn't left here. I don't just die because he died and because I don't have him to be behind. So at the time, uh, my youngest son took our church. And so I began being to him like I was to my husband as far as a servant uh, and hanging out at the church and helping people and volunteering in the community. That's very, very important. And all my years, I'd always thought I'd love to be a volunteer. So what I did, I decided, okay, I'm going to start with uh, the opportunity to deliver Meals on Wheels came open. And I thought, well, I guess I'll try it. Well, I tried it, and I loved it. And the people that I would deliver food to, I would encourage them or cut up with them, and they became part of my family, and that was a great help. And so then I started working, uh, like for the Collin County elections, and working during uh, election time, and working in my own city, and that way I got acquainted with people uh in the city and saw them all over town. And so I began to perk up a little bit, you know, thinking I do still have a future, you know, and to be who I am. And so there's always something out there. It's always hard to venture out in new areas. Um, but you have to do that sometime. You just have to take a step in different directions or every door that opens, see if that's for you. But it became a great thing for me to volunteer at the school to do different things and and I love it and still I can stay busy now I substitute in the school cafeteria and I love that being with the kids and meeting some of the people there and having a uh you know your your uh the atmosphere that you're in your sphere of influence um I believe it's it's not uh, just a thing that you're there. I think it's ordained uh, that you're at a certain place. Like teachers, there's a calling for teachers. I mean, they have to know, and their heart is in teaching, the same as mine is in serving. And so if every one of us take our uh, uh, our position or our gift that's been given to us and share that with others in simple little actions, like I've said before, then you don't realize how much excitement, how much fulfillment, and how much joy that brings you and encourages you to live and keep going and stay busy. And and uh, it's not all about me all the time. I have my days. It's about me. But I just suck it up and go on and say, okay, you've had your day. Now go on and see what you can do for other people. And it brings a lot of joy. And you don't, there's so many hurting people out there. They just need a smile, uh, from somebody sometime in Walmart or wherever you are. And that's part of it. Now, she, when I was growing up, she was actually the, uh, head, she's over the cafeteria at our school. Now, see, you got to understand, she was always involved in everything we were doing. So when we were at school, she was up there because she was a bus driver at one point. She was a janitor at one point, And then she was over the cafeteria. She was the head of the cafeteria. And then so she was over all the concession stands. The booster club hired her to do that, pay her to do that. I couldn't get in trouble and her not find out about it because, I mean, we're talking a school of 280-something kids, kindergarten through 12th grade. And so... If I got in trouble, she knew about it. But that the whole serving thing being in the cafeteria, so that's one of the things that, that she decided to do was to be a sub. And these ladies at this the school system, they're all fighting over. I mean, they're um they're calling a grandma. I mean, they're listen they because she is she's so encouraging and because that she's very capable, they they we want you no matter what. And she had shoulder replacement surgery here a few months back. 
And so that took her out for a while. And so there, the head, the lady that's over all the cafeterias kept texting her saying, uh, well, when are you going to be okay? Are you going to be able to come back? I mean, they want her to be full time. And she said, listen, I'm 74 years old. I don't need a full time job. But she just likes being up there. And so they call her grandma. They said, Grandma, can you do so-and-so? And they'll just have her, you know, make salads or, you know, something easy. But, you know, she's alleviating a task that some of them would have to do that just helps. And so when you have somebody that has that gift around you, it really helps to really to facilitate that and talk about that. Uh, one of the last things I want to talk about, and, and I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think while I'm talking and try to go through this. One of the things that I, I have, I deal with is being very task oriented. In other words, I get very focused on a task. And I don't know if that's because of the serving thing inside of me or what is it? Do you, have you found that out about yourself that you can get pretty, pretty focused on a task, especially when you're, you're in charge of an event? Yes, you can. Um, you have to be careful in that area, uh, because when you're a servant and you have a, a task ahead of you, you have to be very careful because if you have help doing that, then you have to really watch how you treat them, how your reaction is to other people that come and almost interfere with what you're doing or, uh, but you have to be focused on what you're doing, but there comes a point you have to say, it'll get done. It'll be just fine. You know, cause if you've made your due diligence ahead of time, you've done your planning, you have everything in order, then it will come, it'll come together, you know? And so I have to really watch myself and not get over, uh, focused and zeroed in. I have to focus, but there's a point you have to stop and say, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Instead of getting all uptight, thinking, oh no, this is wrong. That's wrong. Oh, what's going to happen if this happens or whatever? Um, there is some of that, but you have to be very careful to focus and, and it's hard to focus and not go overboard focusing on your task. But, uh, it just comes with any, any, uh, job that you're given or any, Anything that you've been given to do a task at all, then you just have to relax. And, and they've asked you to do this task because you're capable of doing it and they trust in you. So you have to rely on that a lot, uh, and just relax and enjoy it. I know I remember, uh, one of the kids was getting married or my husband was, uh, talking with someone and he told the bride, said, you know what? You need to relax and enjoy the journey of preparing for this wedding and not be so uptight and so, uh, focused in that you don't enjoy the journey when it's over. It's like a, a bad task or something bad you had to do. You can't enjoy it. And so I think about that a lot of times. Relax and enjoy the journey. You're making memories, whatever you're doing. And so make it worthwhile. Just relax and enjoy the journey as you go. I can think about a lot of times, uh, I've, in fact, my dad had to get on to me a couple of times, more than a couple of times, at the church that we were pastoring. He was the senior pastor and I was the administrative pastor and worship leader because people would come to him, and I, I think I talk about this in the book, they would come to him offended at me because I didn't, I didn't, talk to them or something like that. And I kept telling them, but dad, you know, I've got this to do and this to do and this to do and this to do, and it won't get done if I don't get it done and blah, blah, blah. You know, he said, but James, you're going to have to stop and engage with people and talk to them. Now, in your role in churches, you were dealing with just volunteers. Now, when you were over the cafeteria, you had, there was employees. And so you could just 
you do this, you do this, you do this, and then you could just, even though you handle it, you still handle it right. But when you're dealing with volunteers, and as a rule, it's usually people that don't do things as well as you. It's going to take some patience. Talk a little bit about how you deal with people, because I know myself, when I want something done, I want it done a certain way. And if I if I delegate it, which is hard for us that have serving, delegating is a hard thing to do, but you have to in the church world because people want to be involved. Talk a little bit about how you deal with that. Well, when I was younger and at home, one of the things I constantly remind myself of is um, mom, would she wanted something done and she wanted it done right then. Well, then if we uh, were a little bit slack on doing it or whatever, she said, just forget it, I'll do it myself. So in that, when she did that, that meant that when I married, I didn't know how to iron, I didn't know how to do laundry, I didn't know how to cook or anything like that. And so as I went on down through the years, I tended to have that little uh, area in my life like my mother, well, okay, if you're not going to do it this way or whatever, then just forget it. I'll do it myself. But then as I got older, I thought, you know, that's not teaching anybody anything, and I'm just frustrated. So what I tend to do is I'll say, um, if someone is doing it a little different way than I would like it to be, I'm not always right, but like pastoring. I knew how pastor wanted things done, so I would just say, no, I think pastor would rather have it this way. But when you're working with people, uh, whether they're volunteers or whether they're hired doing the same thing, you just say, what if we do it like this? You don't tell them, that's wrong, undo it, start over and do it again. Um, people do that, and that causes a lot of friction. It hurts people's feelings, and they never feel that they're capable of pleasing anyone. And I felt I never pleased my mother, I never pleased this, I never pleased that. Uh, but I've learned that if you'll do it in the right way and be patient, I'm not the most patient person in the world, but I've learned to be patient. You can teach yourself. Give these people a chance. Don't, you know, you've got, they've got to learn somewhere. And I remember, uh, so many people when I was on staff at one of uh, the other churches, uh, the pastor's wife, she did everything so well and arranged things and it looked like a banquet. I got, I helped her with banquets and things. And to this day, I help her with banquets and I know how she likes things. So we work so well together. It's not always the way that I would do it, but I learned her way of doing it and it, and it turned out great. And then, so that became my way. So then when I went on down the road and I was teaching people, uh, volunteers that wanted to help set a table or do different things, I had to remember I had to learn somewhere and somebody had to be patient with me. And I love it when I'm able to, uh, share something with somebody and they'll say, I never thought about that. Or down through the years, somebody will say, you know how you taught me to do this or do that? I'm so glad you did. And I didn't even realize it was something simple that I was teaching, but you are, no matter what your gifting is, you're teaching. There's someone watching you and following you or you're turning people away. And the best thing to do is be patient, loving and kind in any area that you're in. And it changes people's lives and it also enhances and changes yours. Wow. All right. When I asked mom to do this, I didn't. I thought it would probably be good, but I didn't realize how good it was going to be. So you're hearing from, from the viewpoint of someone that, uh, is, has matured in their gifting, has realized their gift early on, 
realized it and learned and started learning from other people. A lot of things that she does, like she was just now saying, she learned from other people. Uh, she has things that because she's done them, she does them well, that she wants it done her way. But then there are other things that she's done. When you're so task oriented, when you're so focused on what you're doing and you're having a hard time delegating, that's you're actually keeping all of the pressure on yourself. When you delegate to people, they're never going to do it exactly like you want it. However, you can still direct and give them direction. You know, like she said, she would own it. She said, why don't we, you hear that, did you hear that phrase? She said, why don't we? So she was in involving herself and saying, hey, we're doing this together. She was, she's, it's not like you're doing a task and I'm your boss. She said, let's do this. So that's one way as a servant person with the gift of serving, when you're dealing with other people and you're having to delegate, use kindness, use compassion. Realize that your way is not always the best way, but if you're in charge of it and you want it your way, the way you handle it is is you don't demand it. You you can do it through a, a compassionate way. You know, if you're talking about in your business and you've got people helping you do stuff in business, you can still have compassion and love even in business. I mean, that's not a really weird saying, but be compassionate because the thing is, is you're going to win more people by being caring and you're going to have more people want to work with you and you're going to have people clamoring to work with you because of the fact that you're caring and you're willing to teach them and you're you have the appearance of being patient on the inside you're saying we don't have time for this don't have time this but you just take time to say hey why don't we look at this or if it's in the business world, the boss, would, I, th- I think they would like it this way. I think they prefer it this way. So why don't we do that? And let's look at it and, and just kind of help them. So anyway, man, this is going to be a two-parter. I guarantee you I might just split this up and make it two parts. Thanks, guys, for listening. I appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please, please, please subscribe Go on to iTunes and rate and review the podcast so people it'll be easier for other people to find it. Don't forget the website for the book, Discover You, Discover Y-O-U, one word, discoveryou-book.com. Go to the website. Do you have there's a link that you can order the book if you don't have it already? There's a link to the assessment that you can download the assessment and take it. And there's also a link to the very first chapter, the introduction to the book. You can read that and see if you want to order the book. And there's other things. There's a media page where there's a link to this podcast. There's a link to the training videos that I've done. Uh, I'm gonna, my plan is to do more interviews like this when I can find somebody that is the epitome of a motivational gift that I'm talking about, like my mother. I want to find other people to do that. And so, um, I hope you guys, I don't, I don't have to hope. I know you guys have enjoyed this. This has been a departure of what I normally do. And it was, it was fun. I'm sitting here listening to her going, man, this is gold. This is some good stuff. So, uh, I see you guys again and I appreciate you for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.